Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. All right, mom. So we just had a nice long break over the Thanksgiving holiday and we made lots of healthy vegan Jamaican food. Uh, yes, which it turned out to be a success yes, yes. Uh, one of the things that you made regularly uh, was lentil soup mm-hmm. which we had a lot of all right mom what are we looking at here okay this is a soup that I make very often and I like to make it at least once or twice a week and this is the second time for the week I make it this is the red lentil, I love this very much. I just love the texture. I like the taste. So what I do with it, I soak one cup in a bowl. And this is how it, when you soak it, you get like actually two, three cups. How much water you put in there? To two soak. cups of water. And it usually rises above the water. Then I chop me up some celery and carrots. And I also cut up cubes of uh, butternut squash and this is the seasoning this is the green onion which is scallion bell pepper and a lots of onion burning my eyes Mm-mm. and i grate ginger this is grated ginger chopped uh, garlic and i'm gonna use some organic coconut oil because i'm have to heat the, the pot to do my seasoning. So now I'm gonna put a little oil in the pot. Just this much, because I don't use a lot of oil. When my when my soup is finished and if I need more oil in there, I put a little um, olive oil in it when it's finished. First, I wanna ask you, how much ginger did you grate over there? Um. Okay, that's a good question, you know? It looks like a lot. Because, what? and another thing again, yes, thanks for asking that question. Great question. I, gr- I I use like a big tom of ginger with a little more size to it. A tom of ginger with a little more size. And um, the reason why I put the ginger is to give it that zest that, you know, cause this the time of year it's very, you need ginger in your body for warmth. So when I use the ginger, I don't have to use that much pepper. And the pepper I would normally use in the soup is scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet is hot. But ginger is really better for your body. And it's good for the stomach. So I always cook with ginger. So this is the oil I'm gonna put in the pot over here. So now we're gonna put in our onion, scallion, and bell pepper. I'm very low heat. And now I'm gonna put in my garlic and my ginger. And I leave that on a very low heat and let that simmer for a while before I put my vegetables in because this is going to infuse into the vegetable. As a matter of fact, the beans are the last thing I put in because the beans are very easy to cook. In a few minutes, I'm going to put the vegetables in. You can hear the sound of it, right? It smells so, ah, so good. I'm smelling the ginger. I'm putting in the vegetables. The butternut squash I'll put in last because that's like food for the soup. So I don't want it mashed out, you know. 
so the, I'm infusing the the seasoning now, the fresh season. Oh, and what I forget to put in, but I'm, I'm gonna put it in later on, because that's nice in soup is some parsley. But I like to put my parsley in when my soup is almost finished, because you get the taste of the parsley. After that, then I steam down for a while. And what I'll do, I'll, I'll cover it and lock in some of that flavor into the, the vegetable. I'm putting in my, my lentils, my favorite lentils. Now I can turn some steam up on it. When this starts to cook, when I add the water to this, because I'm gonna cover this and let it simmer for a while. And when it starts to cook with the water, then I put my dry seasoning in. Okay, so I'm getting ready now to put the parsley in. I just put some scotch bonnet pepper in there, just a tiny piece. So I, I had really put it in because I don't want it. And this is what the soup look like. In a few minutes, the soup will be ready. The texture of it is going to be a little thick. But I just leave it on the stove now and let it simmer for a while. Um, the preparation and everything for this soup, to me, it takes about... The preparation is the, the key. It takes about an hour and a half for you to get it prepared and put it on the stove and cook an hour and a half. And I think that's pretty good. So that's about it. The soup is ready. That's the finished look of the soup. So now I turn the the heat from it and it's gonna sit here and it's gonna thicken up for the thickness it's supposed to be. It tastes very nice. Okay. These little things are this this butternut squash. So it's butternut squash ginger lentil soup. That's the name of it. Lentil soup is something that I love very much, but the one we made, I think it was red lentil. And um, with all the ingredients that I put in there, it's, it's something, it's the kind of ingredients that's good for your immune system. And I think by me drinking soup every day, it helps my immune system. Mm. I put fresh turmeric in, as you can see, which I think I name out all the stuff that I put in there. All the herbs and spices, I mean, overloads of herbs. You can't overdo it, trust me. Mm -hmm. And the taste was excellent. Well, I'll let you talk about the taste. Yeah. Well, for itself is no recommendation. So <laughs> I, I loved I love the soup. Back, yeah, I, I, I don't usually make soup, but I love the soup. I thought it was really nice, very delicious, light, uh, hot. Um the pepper was, was definitely present, you know, I think yeah. for folks who are very sensitive to pepper, it would be a lot. What did you put scotch bonnet in there? Or was it the ginger? Cause I know you definitely had ginger in there. I, and the scotch bonnet and a little cayenne because yeah. I, as I said, I combine those things. When I cook certain meals or most of my meals, I always think of health when I'm cooking. Yeah. And I, I know heat sometimes cut down on the stuff that you're supposed to have. So to, this morning I made another pot of soup, but I was thinking, cause I'm gonna start, um, do some sprouted uh, beans and I'm gonna do the sprouted soup, which I know once your beans are sprouted, you can do it raw. Mm. Right. So what inspired you to sprout beans? By reading my book. 
this morning. No credit to myself, but <laughs> ten talents. Ten talents. Yes. Yeah. To sprout beans to to do what? Like, what are you looking for? To, because I need to get a hundred percent of my antioxidant and my my nourishment or my you know from my 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 food yeah instead of instead of killing it with heat because i know heat kills mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. heat kills and it heat grows <laughs> <laughs> because in the same sense when you say heat kills it also grow because when you think of if you don't have warm weather things won't grow but mm. if you have very cold weather things also die I see. I see. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when it comes to foods, there are certain foods where the heat extracts the nutrient value and makes the food more bioavailable for us. Um, and in certain foods, it's better to have it raw, which is mm -hmm. why I really promote a high raw vegan diet. Um, just because of the nutritional aspect, you get more nutritional variety with that type of lifestyle and it's more flexible for folks who live in cold areas. And if you're someone like myself, like I went to New York, I spent the month with you and you love to bake and you made all sorts of vegan goodness, you know, with the chocolate cake and the zucchini bread and the banana nut bread and the gazada. And the I mean, <laughs> there was so many sweets, like, like cakes that wasn't, it wasn't overly sweet. It was just like delicious and perfect and healthy. Um, and then you made all these different cook dishes and I didn't have to be like, oh, I can't eat that because I don't eat cooked food. You know, I don't have to be regimented like that, you know? So I was there, had all the cooked goodness stuff and there was some raw stuff in there. Cause you like to do raw shredded carrots and shredded beets and things like this. Um, and I know and, we had a salad too. And shredded kale salad, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I, but I came back home and got back to my regular, regular, which is, you know, raw foods because I, I need that for like energy, <laughs> you know? And I was reminded of that too, but I was on vacation and it was, and I needed to calm down and rest my head and all this. But like when, when I wake up in the morning, I have a cooked breakfast and then I have a cooked lunch. It's like my body is just in kind of like sleep mode, you know, and just like rested. Um, high energy and high vibration, the raw foods give me that. And I know it's because of the enzymes because I don't have, I don't have enough enzymes myself to digest cooked food for whatever reason. I know that we, we have, we start off, we have enzymes and then by the time we hit 30, we start to lose 10% every year. Right. But mm -hmm. I'm, for some reason, I'm, I'm already at a place where I know I have a deficit of enzymes because when I have cooked food, I just ugh, shut down. Mm -hmm. And then when I, but I, when I have raw foods, I feel good. You know, I have energy and things and that's because my body doesn't have to use its enzymes, um, mm -hmm. to digest it. So I, I still have the energy, you know? So anyway, I made a kale salad from uh, the 30-Day Raw Vegan Challenge, and this month is the last day of the free 30-Day Raw Vegan Challenge. Coming up in um, March, we start yes. Lenten period, mm -hmm. and we're doing a Raw for Lent live experience. So this, we're going to sunset this free 30-Day uh, Raw Challenge for this free 
Raw for Lent live experience that's coming up um, in March, which should be uh, bigger and better than the 30 day challenge. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. We're going to do it with a focus on sleep apnea and some of the, you know, health and wellness things to think of and be mindful of. If you have sleep apnea, if you know someone with sleep apnea, definitely invite them for this free raw, uh, raw for Lent live experience um, mm -hmm. to learn more about what to eat and what to do to mitigate those symptoms. Because, you know, we had a death in our family. Uh, my cousin, 41, died from sleep apnea, but there were some issues there. You know, like if you have sleep apnea, you can't drink alcohol. You have to make sure you sleep with your, C your CPAP and um, you definitely want to get the weight down. So like there was, there was, you know, things going on. And if we're not mindful of what's happening with our body, then, you know, we don't know how to really take care of ourselves to ensure longevity because the blue zone study says we can live to 120. So dying at 41 makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so uh, now I want to move on to omega-3s, right? We're talking about antioxidants. You were talking about antioxidants. That's why you want to sprout uh, beans now. Omega-3s, that's, you yes. know, this is, uh, people and, are concerned. Th this is where I get my great idea from about sprouting because we're going to start in for Lent and it's in March. And this is the best time now, come in January to start sprouting your, your beans. This way you can make your, your sprouted salads. Mm -hmm. And and back to the salad, as I was saying, like people like raw zucchini, shredded zucchini is perfect for salad, perfect. So those are things they can try. And the, 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 the sprouted beans will come in just fine. So start sprouting your beans from now. Yeah, because this book helped me a lot with a lot of things because it teaches you how to do the sprouting. Yeah, the jar, how to, you know, whatever. I love that you have your go-to book. My my go-to, um, so far I have actually two main go-tos, or three depending on who I'm talking to. But for me personally, actually, there's two. There's Dr. Greger's How Not to Die, and that one. Yeah, <laughs> fiber fueled because um. He really brings in the new, like this microbiome uh, conversation, you know, the bacteria and how bacteria interplays and just everything we're learning about the body right now, I feel like is making it more cemented that we are very much connected to nature, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. Dr. Greger in his How Not to Die book, he talks about the fact that, you know, how we know, we learned from school that plants utilize, um, go through photosynthesis where the chlorophyll in the plants is interacting with the sun. And that's what gives it this vibrant green. And it's basically like the, the blood of the plant, right? It's what keeps it healthy and all this kind of stuff. We don't make chlorophyll, we have actual blood, but when we consume greens, mm -hmm. we have chlorophyll in our bodies and when we are out in the sunlight, that sun interacts with the chlorophyll. And guess what, mom? This creates coenzyme Q10. The same thing that they're selling people like, oh, you need coenzyme Q10, you need coenzyme yeah, Q10. Okay. Yeah, we need it because 90% of Americans do not eat even the, the, the low limit recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. Over 90%. That's crazy, right? 
yeah, that they're not eating the USDA recommendation. And I know personally, you know, when you when you are a whole food uh, plant based eater, whole food vegan. Let me just say that, you know, because plant based means some, you know, for people they're eating still meat and stuff, but just very little. But if you're a whole food vegan or a raw vegan, I mean, you are eating probably ten times more fruits and vegetables than most Americans, right? Well, <laughs> Just give you a case in point, like, okay, so um, juicing is one of those things. If you can't eat it, drink it. Mm -hmm. Because this morning I woke up and I did my juicing because, you know, I got the new juicer. So Nama, really... you are Nama girl now. <laughs> I miss Bert, but it was good to me. Anyhow, so <laughs> the, the celery, the ginger, the beet, the carrot, and the apple. That's and the turmeric. There we go again. That turmeric, the fresh organic turmeric, and I juice that. And we had that for for with you know long before breakfast. You know we get that in, so that's in our system. Mm -hmm. That go down to say good morning <laughs> before anything else. So if you cannot eat it, juice it. Yeah. So don't you know because I know sometimes it's hard for some people to eat the raw. Um, carrot the chewing which you can shred your carrot but if you can't eat it drink it that's the bottom line there's no excuses really yeah the tools yeah. are there and they're available yeah, yeah. so why is omega-3 important before we go into you know how we're getting it and stuff like that um for me personally right because there's a whole bunch of research on omega-3s and i and most americans actually interestingly enough are not deficient in omega-3s. And I think that's because Americans love supplements. They love supplements. And so I feel like they're probably getting, they're, they're, they're probably not sufficient because they're getting it from the supplements. Um, and then, you know, folks are eating fish or whatever, but we're gonna talk about fish and why that's pretty dangerous, especially if you're a man. But um, for me personally, I'm in my mid thirties, just turned 35. And middle. yes, so very much middle, middle. Um, and I find omega-3s are essential for me in having a pain-free period. So I, um, and, uh, you know, our, our day one folks who've been with me for a long time know that um, I have a program called Perfect Period, um, helping folks like I have experienced on this journey of eating high raw and having a very short menstruation um, period and um, having a painless period. And there was some learnings that happened with that. Eating more raw, knowing that I have to exercise because not exercising meant that I would have cramps. Even if it was short, the cramps would still be there. So exercise is important. Um, but something that came up you know, has been showing up over the past, I don't know, what, when, when was the last couple funerals with like the past, oh, yeah. <laughs> the past the three, past two, year, two years, two years. Yeah. Three, Grandma two years. was the last one. It was quite a bit. It was yes. three all together. Yes. Yeah. So in that time frame, um, I noticed like when I have a, a huge emotional blowout, that I internalize, it goes straight to my womb and it, it 
gives me the worst period pain ever. Like, like literally someone's in my womb or my fallopian tube or whatever <laughs> doing karate. And, right. um, yeah, it's, it, it, it even affected me during the launch of the, the summit that we just did where I was supposed to be on a live with a couple of our uh, guest speakers, but I was crippled up in the bed because of pain. And so now, you know, there's a whole like mental, emotional, spiritual aspect that I'm, you know, on a pretty strict regimen of every day to ensure that that doesn't happen again. But the omega-3s is part of this because omega-3s actually help to help with moodiness and depression. Mm -hmm. It also, it benefits the cardiovascular system. It um, reduces the risk of blood clots, you know, which some folks may notice in during their menstruation uh, if they're not getting sufficient amounts of Um, Mm omega-3s. But yeah, me personally, just in terms of the stress factor, like when my body's going through a stress response, I need omega-3s to kind of keep that down and keep it at bay because things are going to happen. Like I can't control other people. And so I can only work on how I respond to it emotionally Mm -hmm. and then how my body is responding to it. Right. So I'm working on the emotional part, the psychological part, and then also making sure my body has what it needs so that if I'm under a stress event, it can fix it as soon as possible. So I don't feel pain. So that's why omega-3s are important for me. Why are they important for you, Ma? It's important for me because it, um, the, the I love nuts, to be honest with you. I'm a nut freak. <laughs> Think of all the nuts in the world I love. The only nuts I don't like is macadamia nuts because it hurt my stomach. I'm allergic to it. Mm. But I do love nuts. Um, and it's important for me because I have no, no issues. Like, okay, so I don't get period no more, as you all know. Congrats. But, uh, <laughs> what? I said, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, as you all know, because I did my course. <laughs> and it was very painful for me. And while I was young growing up, I didn't have the knowledge that you have today. I wish I had that knowledge. I could avoid a lot of pain. But anyhow, that's past and gone. But I like omega-3 because I find that it keeps me in very good health. Mm. If I wasn't eating the way I was eating, and I said it many, many thousands of times, I don't know where my life would be today. So I give God thanks for the knowledge that I got from from folks like you who every day preach those things to me and mm-hmm. help me along the way. So omega-3, it's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we should probably mention where to get omega-3s, right? So the sources where I get my omega-3s, um, leafy greens, walnuts, mm-hmm. black seeds, hemp seeds, chia seeds. Um, and that, I think that pretty much covers it. The five, the five different areas to get healthy sources, because some folks are trying to get omega-3s from fish. And this is particularly dangerous for men because they actually did a study, the journal of, uh, national cancer Institute published in 2018, that they, um, found that when folks, when men with high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids from fish found that they, um, had uh, more higher likelihood of developing prostate cancer compared to men who who didn't. So, you know, 
and 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 prostate issues is a big thing for men uh as they as they grow older that's pro- this the highest um cancer issue for men is prostate cancer so um the healthiest sources are leafy greens walnuts flax seeds hemp seeds and chia seeds that's the way I go yeah 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 and there's so many different ways I mean I know for you mom like you get in all of that stuff on a daily basis (laughs) those are just your staples I'm OD by omega tree let's put it (laughs) yeah because even all the bakings that you had you had here have omega tree in it Mm -hmm. it's not blocking of that you know yeah yeah when i bake i do the omega-3 yes and um yeah when you're baking you can soak i soak about 10 dates in water remove the seed from them medulla uh, medulla grapes medulla dates medulla dates and i move the seeds soak them blend them and that was my sugar for my banana bread i just made yesterday Mm. because i figure Mm. with three bananas and the dates and it was perfect and i use my flax seed as my egg flax mm-hmm. egg and it was perfect yeah. so there goes yeah. omega-3 all my pastries are omega-3 yeah yeah and you always have pastries <laughs> always on pastry because i don't go out and buy those things i don't buy sweets in the store right I don't care. no i don't buy them yeah yeah and they're really healthy and like you're using healthy sugars nothing you know whole food sugars Um, and then also to touch on like, so for, for older folks over 50, right. Omega threes can help prevent the development of certain types of cancer, like breast and colon cancer. And I know we have been affected with family friends who've died from colon cancer at young ages. Very. Um, it's just so crazy. Like every time I talk, I get, I'm getting emotional. Like, like we just know too many like every single issue like we know somebody who it has died from it mm-hmm. early yeah like every single issue because my dear friend died from it as you know and it will be 12 years coming february and it's just like you know the black community um you know we just have all these these health issues and it's and just heartbreaking a lot of doctors don't remind people that um flesh is one of those things that affect your colon because I was doing a research on that and not to jump off track of what we were saying, but I was doing a research on the colon on my own research, by the way, because I remember as a young girl growing up, I used to clean the colon of the, the, the cow. Because you and were I, making something. With tripe. It. Because Jamaicans eat tripe for folks who don't know. There's a part of the colon that is very, um, it looked like a sponge. It looked like when things get in there, you can't get it out. Mm -hmm. We used to scrape that part of it. It's it's the intestine of the cow. And I know I says, and I'm picturing when when you eat meat or stuff and it stick up there, how do you loosen that out? How do you get it out? And for people who consume a lot of flesh, a lot of meat, and don't have their proper omega tree that help roll these things away from your colon. Mm-hmm. How do they manage? Yeah. I, I, I try to visualize the colon inside of a person who eats uh, flesh and don't, don't eat greens and stuff like that. Those things are very important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, for the young men who are like, oh, you know, I'm a young man in my 30s. I don't need to be concerned about this. Well, you do because omega 3s are important for you as well. Um, because omega 3s increase fertility and improve heart health. And we know heart health is connected to the health of the penis, right? Uh, because that is the sign right there of any cardiovascular issues. It will show in the penis. And so um, omega 3s are important for that as well. Um, so, yeah. So, how, so basically, how you're making sure you get enough, mom, of omega 3s is that you're putting it in your baked goods, which is a delicious way to consume it. Leafy greens, we should be eating a pound a day, and that has omega 3s as well. Flax seeds, in particular, Dr. Gregor has a specific recommendation for. Um, flax seeds, because that's like in a category of its own on top of all of the, you know, how he has his daily dozen lists um, based on the research that he does on nutrition. That's, you know, new stuff is coming out all the time. Um, he has a daily dozen list. And so in this, he recommends flax seeds uh, that you should have about a tablespoon a day. In addition to the other, you know, omega-3 sources, right? So flaxseed, you could put that in your cereal in the morning. If people have cereal, you know, like when I say cereal, I don't mean box cereal because I don't buy those things, but- You talking about you, oatmeal. Oatmeal, your steel cut oats or your, your sprouted oats or whatever oats you drink, mm-hmm. you, you eat. So you could put that in your, um, your meals in the morning and a tablespoon is fine for one person, yeah. Yeah, a tablespoon of flaxseed. So uh, let me see. For the omega threes, we have um, a a quarter cup of nuts and seeds a day, or you could do two tablespoons of nut or seed butter, and then that's on top of that one tablespoon of flaxseed a day. And then make sure you have two cups of leafy greens, which is basically a pound a day of leafy greens. And I know when I ask people to do a pound a day, they're like, oh my God, that's a lot. Um, but if you're doing high raw vegan or even raw vegan, that shouldn't be that hard because you put like, you can get, you know, five ounces, let's say in your morning smoothie and have the rest, those um, 11 ounces during your, your lunch or dinner or whatever. If you're having three meals a day, you could split up even a, a pound of greens into eight ounce salad for lunch, eight ounce salad for dinner, you know. Um, if you want to know that a pound is not too much, when you're making a salad and you're making it for yourself, take your warm hands and <laughs> squeeze that salad up and see what you get. Sometimes you just get a handful. So a pound of it is not too much. It only look a lot because there's so much space between the leaf when you put it in the bowl. Yeah. But it's not a lot. Yeah. You put, that, you put that in the microwave and see what you get. Maybe a spoonful. <laughs> right. Right. And like we said, that chlorophyll is so powerful. I always used to say like, you know, the chlorophyll, chlorophyll, but we didn't have... um uh, new, the science really to show, or I didn't, I wasn't aware of, of necessarily the science to show Mm -hmm. that, you know, we have chlorophyll in our bodies and like, it's not running through us the way it is through plants. But like I said, if you are consuming these greens in a sub, in a substantial amount, then you are running with a good amount of chlorophyll. And then if you live in a, in a place that is sunny anywhere, you know, and you get outside in the sun, this, 
you know, you are working with nature to make sure that your body is really a powerhouse to fight disease. Cause that's what antioxidants do. Antioxidants fight free radicals and free radicals are basically what's, you know, um, created when the body is under stress of like heart disease, cancer, other diseases. Right. So we want to, mm-hmm. we want to mitigate those free radicals and we do that with antioxidants. And so that's why antioxidant rich diet is key, key, key for a strong immune system, for a cancer-free body, for a, you know, cardiovascular, healthy body, you know, like all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I look at my plants in the dining area and they're getting all the chlorophyll they can get from that sun. I get jealous <laughs> of them, looking at them. Yeah. Because, you know, um, our plants represent us though, because they need sun, we need sun. that's right and the more the more melanated you are the more sun you need so like for me I need 45 minutes a day um for folks who have very little melanin it's about 20 minutes a day which is not much and I know it gets difficult when you live in the northeast or you're in Europe somewhere sit at the sunny window yeah But they say in order for you to get it in your skin, you have to be naked, though. You know that. You don't have to be naked, right? (laughs) You have to be. You have to be bare skin. It could come in through your face, your neck, your hands, your arms. It over your whole body, you know. You don't need to get it through your whole body because the what's being produced is circulating, right? First of all, that stuff this going into your, uh, it's interacting with your blood. So first, so the chlorophyll you consume, right? All of that mm-hmm. stuff is being absorbed into the bloodstream, right? So you go out and, and your, the sun hits the skin. That's how vitamin D, vitamin D is a hormone that's produced. When the sun hits the skin, there's a whole bunch of reactions. So it's like, it doesn't, the blood is going to circulate everything, you know? The same blood that get hot, it's going to go through. Yeah, it's going to circulate everything. So you don't yeah, need to be that- out there naked. When I read that, I was just laughing because yeah. I, I could see myself strip naked and sit in front of the window. Yeah, it's too it. much. It's too much. You know what I'm saying? Because who's going to do that now? Who's going to do that? <laughs> Next thing you know, you have police knocking at your window. Oh, get some vitamin D here. Just trying to get my vitamin D. <laughs> Out here showing everybody the goods. <laughs> That's funny. 